0: Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Oh, I love hearing that. I hope everyone is doing well. Did you have a good week? Yes? Okay, here's the question of the morning. Did you come ready to worship Jesus and to sit in his presence? Yeah, that's what we're here for. I'm excited that we get to be here. Boy, we've had some time this morning to sit in his presence and it's been wonderful. So we're going to invite you to do that with us. Would you stand, and we will begin to worship. a moment and just let him come into this place. Lord Jesus, we thank you for being here this morning. We thank you for your presence already here. We thank you for waking us up with the sun and we thank you for the birds chirping at the perfect time. Lord, we know that you have a plan this morning. And we welcome your Holy Spirit here to do what you want to do with us in our hearts, in our minds, to settle us down, Lord, to where we can really tune into your voice. We're grateful for you, Lord, and we're grateful for what you're going to do. We ask you to anoint Pastor Kelly this morning as she brings a word to us. Lord, I thank you for the time that we get a fellowship with our friends, and I pray, Jesus, that we will love on one another the way that you love on us. So Thank you, Lord, for being here. Thank you for allowing us into your throne room. Thank you for letting us sit at your feet. And I pray that we will just soak you up and that we will honor you with our worship and that we will walk away a step closer to you as we go back out into the world this week. We love you, Jesus. And we ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. So the kids are dismissed. They're going to go see Miss Tracy, who's in the back. And then the rest of us, would you guys turn and greet one another, welcome each other here. We're so glad to see you here this morning. We want to make sure you feel welcome.
1: Hey, it is good to be together in God's house today, amen? Get those handshakes and hugs in, and then you can have a seat. Don't rush it. That's a good sound, always is. There's a bunch of folks that love being together. I think you've got a lavender Sunday morning handouts today, is that correct? If for some reason you got through the doors to this worship space and didn't get one of those, Corey's coming around. If you want a bulletin, we'll give it to you. And inside uh, those bulletins are connection cards. If you're first-time guest with us today, we'd love to have some contact information for or from you. We can get back in touch with you. Or if you're a regular part of the church, you have a prayer request. That's on the flip side there. Share that with us. We pray for you every week. Anything else that you want to communicate, that would be great. Grateful for that kids' ministry back down the hall. If you see me slip out uh, after announcements, I may go back there and check out what's happening uh, for our kids. Uh, appreciate Tracy and her team and all they do for for them. We had a few guys go to Golden Bell Camp up in Divide. That's our Colorado District Church camp did some work yesterday. I think we moved about 15 yards of mulch and put in some split rail fence, and it was a great time. Appreciate those guys pictured there, and we may do it again soon. So we'll uh, let you know and give you another chance to sign up and and help our district camp. And I, you know, I think about okay, we did some mulching, but there's a camp that touches thousands of lives every year, and anything that we do, whether it's mulching or uh, Jeff Schlumpf was up there helping them out with their sound system. It really uh, just helps them in their ministry to people. And uh, the end goal there is ch- change lives and, and encourage church. So thanks to those guys. Uh, you know, we had a logo contest. We got a new logo that we will reveal. Not today as planned. I want to give it another week. So we're going to keep you in suspense. We had some great entries and so uh, wait another Sunday, come back next Sunday, and perhaps we will do the big reveal uh, on the 23rd. Speaking of Sundays, last Sunday was a great Sunday. Enjoyed that meal and everything that was done in the service. The staff put together a little video thank you. Uh, take a look. Hey, from your WP NAS staff, we want to say a big thank, thank you.
2: appreciate all the words of encouragement thank you for that thank you for all the notes of appreciation
3: we appreciate the gift card as well
2: <laughs> thank you for the beautiful flowers that you gave us and we thank you for being you and being a congregation that loves on us oh man that's a
1: hard act to follow <laughs> I like the gift cards too <laughs> <Yay>. <laughs> so from all of us uh, we appreciate the appreciation sent our way and we, we appreciate, appreciate you. you and your staff and pastors are all praying for you pulling for you and glad to be sharing the journey with you good days right ahead. thanks again Bye. 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 okay and here's one of your staff uh, pastor scott to come and uh, give a little announcement and then read scripture for us
3: okay so Want to do a quick announcement. Um Nazarene Youth Conference is a wonderful event that happens every four years. And it's a huge event. It's gonna be in Tampa Bay this next upcoming summer. Uh and we have a few teens that are really wanting to go. Money is an issue. So we are really hoping that we can maybe get some sponsorships from this group um to help out, help our teens be able to go to something that is quite literally life-changing i i I can attest to some of the most powerful services i've ever been a part of when i went uh in 2003 and so i'm i I just i really pull for anyone that wants to go to this event it's it's it really is huge it's wonderful uh and so but we definitely need some some money help uh to, to to get these teens there so Come find me if you want to help sponsor a team, um, and and we can we can get that all set up. But uh, that's that's it for NYC. So uh, if you want to get out your Bibles, we are reading from Luke seven, Luke seven thirty six through fifty. <clears throat> One of the Pharisees asked him to eat with him, and he went into the Pharisee's house and reclined. At table, and behold, a woman of the city who was a sinner, when she learned that she that he was reclining at the table in the Pharisee's house, brought an alabaster flask of ointment, and standing behind him at his feet, weeping, she began to wet his feet with her tears and wiped them, the hair of her head, and kissed his feet and anointed them with ointment. Now, when the Pharisee who had invited him saw this, he said to himself, if this man were a prophet, he would have known who and what sort of woman this is who is touching him, for she is a sinner. And Jesus answering said to him, "Simon, I have something to say to you." And he answered, "Say it, teacher." A certain money lender who had two debtors, one owed 500 denarii and one other and the other 50. When they could not pay, he canceled the debt of both. Now which of them will love him more? Simon answered, the one I suppose for whom he canceled the larger debt. And he said to him, you have judged rightly. Then turning towards the woman, he said to Simon, do you see this woman? I entered your house. You gave me no water for my feet, but she has wet my feet with her tears and wiped them with her hair. You gave me no kiss, but from the time I came in, she has not ceased to kiss my feet. You did not anoint my head with oil, but she has anointed my feet with ointment. Therefore, I tell you, her sins, which are many, are forgiven, for she loved much. But he who is forgiven loves little, forgiven little loves little. And he said to her, your sins are forgiven. And those who were at the table with him began to say among themselves, who is this? Who even forgives sins? And he said to the woman, your faith has saved you. Go in peace.
1: that is the word of the lord thanks be to god we're going to receive our morning tithes and offerings today I'm going to invite the ushers to come to wait on us thanks to all those that are giving um, maybe i'll take 60 seconds just to say something about giving i think the first time since we've been here 7 months this past week time flies when you're having fun really do appreciate all those that are giving. Maybe you've noticed that we're running a little bit behind what our goal was for the year. We publish that every Sunday in that uh, bulletin. A couple of people have asked me, ushers, just hang tight. Sorry, I got you up here early, but we'll be able to just stare at your beauty for a little while. <laughs> a couple of people have asked me, how in the world do we get by with a now thirty-plus dollars deficit? Well, here's the answer. We have some designated giving that we haven't spent yet, and that's a short-term help, but only a short-term help. In the longer term, we'd either have to see two things happen, one of two things. Either we need to de- decrease our giving or we need to, no, we either need to decrease our spending <laughs> or increase our giving. Those are the long-term solutions. If this is the best we can do, then we need to decrease our giving. We'll be content with what we have. If it's not as good as we could do, spending. It's no wonder we're in the shape financially that we're in around here. We need to get that new lead pastor in here. We either need to decrease our spending or increase our giving. And if this is the best we can do, we'll decrease our spending. If it's not, we can do better, then let's do better. Now's the time. Amen? Amen. I'd uh, encourage you all to prayerfully consider what I believe God's command is, to bring the whole tithe into the storehouse. What's the tithe? The first 10% of everything he allows us to earn. Kelly and I are doing that here in your church while we're here. We've done that all our lives, and we've realized God's promise is true. He will bless, and he will provide. And above the tithe, we give to every opportunity that comes along, and we have never had a need go unmet in our own personal family or in the churches that we've pastored, which is here and one before us. <laughs> um, be praying about that these days, and uh, I'll tell you what, in addition to just being obedient to what God has told us to do, I would look back on my whole life and say I have never invested in anything better than the work and ministry of his church, which is the hope of the world the only institution on the face of the earth that prepares people to meet God and that equips them for the the reason God made us in the first place right here and now. Amen. So anyway, pray about all that, and God bless uh, you as you give uh, back to him a portion of what he's blessed you with. Now the ushers can wait on us for a morning tithes and offerings. Amen.
4: may be seated. Let us go to the Lord together. Gracious and holy God, we have brought you our sacrifice of praise. And now, Lord, we come boldly before the throne of your grace. Lord, we thank you for the power of your Holy Spirit among us, for the transformation You are working within us, this congregation. Lord, as we look across our community, our land, and the world, we see, oh Lord, the pain, the suffering, the tragedies that are so rampant in this age. Oh God, we pray for your healing, for your power upon this small blue marble you have created. Lord, we give you thanks for every blessing that you have poured out upon us. And in this brief silence, Lord, we make our private petition to you. And now, Lord, we pray as Jesus has taught us.
2: Good morning. So good to see all of you here this morning. It's so good to be able to worship our incredible Lord and Savior together with our church family. Isn't it good? God is good to all of us. Well, I want to talk to you today about growing in grace. And you can go ahead and turn in your Bibles to 2 Timothy 1. 3 to 11 that's that little book right near the end of the the Bible that comes right after 1 Peter but I want to talk to you about growing in grace second peter I'm sorry what did I say what did I say oh I'm sorry boy ben what ben had must be contagious second <laughs> peter 1 3 to 11 and I know what you're thinking when I say that I'm going to talk about growing in grace. You're thinking that I'm going to have a list of things that you have to do on a daily basis that you got to keep up with, that you feel guilty when you don't, and that I'm setting you up for failure. Right? <laughs> that's not at all where I'm going to go today because I don't think that's where God goes with that. What I really want to tell you today, what I really want to talk about is growing in grace as we fully open up our heart and our life to God, and as we allow him to work in our life in a way that enables us to grow in his grace. There's a big difference. Growing in grace is not about what we do, but it's all about what God does in us. And that's what I want to talk about today. Do you all know the difference between a duck and an eagle? There's a picture just in case you don't. You know that their flying style is very different. You know they're both very large birds And a duck flies by flapping his wings, right? If you see a duck fly over, it's flapping away. In fact, a duck, I read this on the internet, so it's got to be true. A duck flaps its wings ten times a second. Isn't that a lot? Ten times a second to keep their large bodies airborne. Now, an eagle doesn't flap, does it? What does an eagle do? It soars. That's exactly right. The eagle soars. Their wings are outward. They rarely flap. And eagles rely on the rising air currents to gain altitude. Now, in our Christian walk, We can choose to be ducks, or we can be eagles. We can spend our energy flapping away as we strive to do everything right and to grow. Or we can conserve our energy like the eagle does, spread out our wings, and soar on the rhythms of God's grace. We sang about God's grace, didn't we? We can soar on the rhythms of God's grace. God is our air current, that as long as we keep our wings out and our eyes on Him, He will enable us to soar. Amen. Amen. 2 Peter 1, 3 to 11, says, His divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life. His divine power has given us everything that we need for a godly life through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. Through these, he has given us his very great and precious promises, so that through them you may participate in the divine nature, having escaped the corruption in the world caused by evil desires. For this, ev- for this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith goodness, and to goodness knowledge, and to knowledge self-control and to self-control, perseverance, and to perseverance, godliness, and to godliness, mutual affection, and to mutual affection, love. For if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, growing in grace, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But whoever does not have them is nearsighted and blind, forgetting that they have been cleansed from their past sins. Therefore, my brothers and sisters, make every effort to confirm your calling and election. For if you do these things, you will never stumble. And you will receive a rich welcome into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You know, God gives us everything that we need to live a godly life. It's not by our own strength, but it's by his power working in us that enables us to be holy. Did you catch that? It's not by our own strength. It's by his strength, his power working in us that enables us to be holy. Have you ever been so blessed by God's power and by his goodness that you do something crazy? Back in the old days, the people used to get blessed in the services, and they had their hanky, and they would walk around the church or run around the church waving their hanky because they were just so excited about what God was doing in their lives. Back home one time we were singing, we were worshiping. One of our board members got so blessed that he started a conga line around the church. That was kind of interesting. (laughs) But I loved it. We loved it. Sometimes you just can't help yourself. You get so excited about what God is doing that you just do something crazy. Well, Pastor Scott read to us out of Luke 7 about a sinful woman who heard about Jesus. She was a woman with a reputation. She was a woman who lived a sinful life, and everyone knew it. But she overcame her shame. And she walked into a Pharisee's house. You know, the Pharisees, they were strict on their rules. But she walked into that Pharisee's house because she knew Jesus was there. She walked in crying. She knelt at Jesus' feet. And she wet his feet with her tears. She wiped his feet with her hair. She kissed his feet, and poured perfume on them. What she did was socially unacceptable, not to mention a bit awkward. She could have been stoned for this kind of behavior, but you know what? That didn't matter to her. She did it anyway. All that mattered to her was Jesus and lavishing love on him. Why did she do that? She did it because she had experienced Jesus' love, his acceptance, his forgiveness. And when you have truly experienced forgiveness of sins and experienced new life in Christ, you can't help but worship him. And because the Holy Spirit is alive and well and active in our world, we can experience Jesus. We don't just know about God. We don't just read about him or hear about him, but we experience God and his goodness. This past January, Ben and I got to go to the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Now, we had seen a lot of pictures of the Grand Canyon, and we had a lot of people tell us about the Grand Canyon. We even tried to put a puzzle together of the Grand Canyon, but failed miserably. <laughs> but that first morning that we walked out onto that platform, and actually experience the Grand Canyon on our own, oh, my goodness, we were blown away. We were breathless. There's something, yeah, we can hear about things, we can read about things, we can see pictures about things, but experiencing is so vastly different. Nothing beats experience. And once we taste the goodness of God, and once we truly experience his love and forgiveness, we are changed. We are changed. We become new creatures in Christ. He changes us. And it's hard to go back to that old way of life. First Peter 2, 1-3 to three, says, Therefore, Rid yourselves of all malice and all deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and slander of every kind. Like newborn babies, crave pure spiritual milk, so that by it you may grow up in your salvation. Now that you have tasted, experienced that the Lord is good. Experiencing God's goodness results in a changed life that includes gratitude and worship. And worship, isn't worship getting our eyes off ourselves? We think about ourselves a lot. We do. But when we worship, we take our eyes off of ourselves and we put our eyes on God. And that is worship, focusing on him and all that he has done for us. And that changes us. And this experience results in a hunger for more of God. Ben's stepdad, Bill, passed away October 19th of 2018. And Ben got his Bible, his worn-out Bible. Now, Bill was saved in 1973. And in the front of his Bible, he wrote this prayer. Lord, give me always the desire, the time, and the understanding to read thy word daily. Then, he also recorded in the front of his Bible. He was saved in 1973. He wrote down, completed reading the Bible, February 13th, 1974. Reread the New Testament, July 19th. 1975. Second Bible reading completed, January 28th, 1975. Third Bible reading completed, August 27th, 1975. Living Bible completed, February 4th, 1976. Fourth King James reading complete, January 30th, 1977. Do you think Bill's faith grew in that time that he was reading the Bible over and over and over again? He experienced God's forgiveness in 1973, and it resulted in a hunger and a thirst for God's word. He couldn't get enough of it at his funeral his pastor said that Bill was one of the best adult Sunday school teachers he had ever had. And I can see why. He immersed himself in God's word. He was hungry. He was thirsty. He couldn't get enough of it. And read it and read it and read it. And God changed him. God worked in his heart and life. God has given us everything that we need To grow in grace. God has given it to us. But we must receive it. And we must be willing. God wants us to grow. He doesn't want us to stay babies in our faith. He wants us to experience the full amazing adventures in store for us. As we live our life in relationship with him. I came um, across a poem that I think describes well God's desire for us to grow in him. It goes like this. One night I had a wondrous dream. One set of footprints there was seen, the footprints of my precious Lord, but mine were not along the shore. But then some strange prints appeared, and I asked the Lord, what have we here? Those prints are large and round and neat, but, Lord, they are too big for feet. My child, he said in somber tones, for miles I carried you alone. I challenged you to walk in faith but you refused and made me wait you disobeyed you would not grow the walk of faith you would not know so I got tired I got fed up and there I dropped you on your butt (laughs) because in life there comes a time when one must fight and one must climb, when one must rise and take a stand or leave their butt prints in the sand. (laughs) Now, I'm not real sure how theologically correct that poem is, but it describes something to me. And we don't want to leave our butt prints in the sand, do we? God wants us to grow in our faith. He wants us to be effective and he wants us to be productive in our faith. And he has provided us many ways to grow. But he doesn't want us to be those flapping ducks striving to achieve spiritual maturity on our own. He wants us to experience, truly experience his love and his grace and allow that desire to learn and to grow to come out of that experience he wants us to be eagles that are soaring on his divine power maturing in our Christian life growing in grace is not about what we do but it's all about what God does in us Our growth in grace is not something that we do out of duty or to earn our salvation, but rather it is a response to the grace that God has extended to each one of us. Let's look at a baby. Babies grow very quickly, don't they? But let me ask you a question. How much effort do babies really put into their growth? You ever think about that? How much effort do babies really put into their growth? My experience tells me that mom and dad, they're the ones feeding them day and night so that their babies will grow physically, right? Mom and dad read to them so their baby will grow intellectually. Mom and dad take their little hands and help them to walk so that their leg muscles get stronger. Mom and dad introduce them to safe people, to help them to build trust in others. I don't know about you, but it sounds like mom and dad do all the work, right? But it's the baby reaps all the benefits of that work as she grows and as she develops into a beautiful, well-rounded Young lady. Growing in grace, growing in our relationship with the Lord is not about striving, but it's about receiving from our Father, God, taking advantage of all the means of grace that He has provided for us. He doesn't want us to stay the same, He wants us to grow. Of course, just like a baby can refuse the good food that God has for us. You see that video there? The good food offered to the baby? You can, we can refuse that. But just like a baby who refuses that food won't thrive. We won't thrive without the means of grace that God wants to give us. Can you run that video, Lisa? It's not going to work it. But anyway, it's a picture of Emmy, and my daughter is offering her some boiled egg, and she just turns like this. When I saw that, I thought, isn't that just how we are with God many times? He's offering us something good, and we just say, no, thank you. Don't want it. God has given us everything that we need to gain eternal life, hasn't he? And I'm so thankful for that. You know, eternal life is not something that we hope for. Eternal life is something that we are assured of. If we have confessed our sins to God, if we've repented, turned away from our sins, and if we have received him into our heart, and into our lives eternal life we are assured of that god has given us his word that reveals his plan to us he has invited us to pray to talk to him about anything he's given us his holy spirit that dwells within us empowering us to make good and wise decisions And he's given us a family, a church family, so that we're not walking this journey alone. We're walking it together. We're still going to go through difficulties. But God even uses those difficulties. He uses those tough times to help us to grow in grace. James 1, 2-4 says, consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. God has a great reward waiting for all of us who have put their trust in him. And I want each one of you to experience that great welcome into that eternal kingdom. But we can't get there on our own, can we? The only way that we can get there is by trusting Jesus, by putting our trust in him. He's the one who willingly gave up his life for us, admitting our sins to him asking him to forgive us, turning away from our sin and turning toward God in repentance, inviting him into our lives and inviting him to take charge. I'm going to ask you the question, are you striving or are you soaring? Do you find yourself flapping way too much? Are you trying to check off all the boxes and to grow in your relationship with the Lord by your own strength? Your energy is used up. You're not soaring. You're just tired and discouraged and defeated. If you find that your relationship with God is flat and you don't know what to do about it, I'd invite you to come and pray like y'all to stand please and I have a prayer that I want to pray over you from 2 Peter 3 but if you find yourself there if this message is spoken to you if God is is speaking to your heart would you just come up forward and just come up and and maybe just stand right up here at the front and let me pray this prayer over you before we sing our last song I invite you to just come up and just stand right here I just want to pray over you because flapping is exhausting. We don't have to do it on our own strength. We can do it with God's strength. Do you want to soar? Do you want to just put out your wings and just be able to rest in the rhythms of his grace and soar like an eagle? I invite you to come up and let me just pray this prayer over you today. Father, we thank you so very much for your incredible provisions for us. Father, I pray that you will help us to trust in you with those provisions. I pray, Father, that you will enable us to completely experience your love and your your forgiveness. Father, if there is anything in our lives that you are not pleased with, Bring it to our attentions right now, Lord. Help us to see anything in our life that needs to be changed, that needs to be surrendered to you. Father, help us to surrender that now. And Father, help us to turn away from our sin. Help us to turn completely to you. Oh, Father, please forgive us for our sins as we confess them to you. And, Lord, we open up our hearts. We open our lives to you and ask you to come in. We invite you to come in. You are a gentleman. You don't shove your way into our lives. But, Father, you want us to open our hearts and invite you in. And, Lord, we do that now. And, Father, we pray, Lord, that as we experience this forgiveness, as we experience your acceptance and your love, help us, Lord, to just soar on that grace. Father, we want to grow. We don't want to remain the same. We want to grow. Oh, Father, help us to do that, Lord. Help us to just um, experience your um, presence with us each and every day. And help us, Lord, to grow. Help us to be the people that you have called us to be. Therefore, dear friends, Peter writes, Since you already know this, be on your guard so that you may not be carried away by the error of lawless men and fall from your secure position, but grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. To him be glory now and forever. invite the worship team to come forward and, you and me let's all worship together. The joy of the Lord.
0: getting ready, isn't it wonderful to hear how, thank you Pastor Kelly, by the way, I just love to hear God's word and how it gets so personal to me, it's like she just opened my mail and delivered it from him, and it's just so wonderful to have that, does anybody else get that? Yeah, it's wonderful, I'm thankful that God's word is personal, that's why it's called the living word, because it just does so much more than we ever know. I think we're ready, so let's continue to praise him. We have a lot to be joyful about with Jesus.
5: My James and now? Change and now I dance on solid.
0: Us as we leave. It's been a blessed morning. <laughs>
6: Can you all do this? Stretch your hands out. Now let's turn around. Oh, do it again. It's so good for you. Pastor Kelly, I want to thank you. It's been a long time since I heard somebody in church talk about experience God. Experience God. He transforms our lives. We ought to all be dancing. I'm a terrible dancer, but one of these days you're going to see me. I wonder what our takeaway today is. Do we soar or flap? Do we experience God? Or do we leave? Mark's in the sand. I like all three of them. It's my great honor to get to speak a blessing over you. I don't know where you're at in your relationship with Jesus. Maybe you happened in here by accident. Or the Holy Spirit drug you in here. Maybe you've been a Christian for a long time. Maybe you're kind of like an old pastor who needs to be re-energized every now and then. God has something special for you, and I pray that you experience it this week. So I ask the Lord to bless you, to keep you, to direct your steps, To make you a ready receiver as willing as a vessel to reach out to others. May God have some divine appointments for you this week. May He bring people across your path that are hungry for what you have. They need a relationship with a living God who transforms our lives. And be prepared to be a ready receiver. Because God can put people in your lives this week who will speak life into you. They'll have words of knowledge, words of wisdom, encouragement for you. Open your heart and be ready. God has a plan for your life, and he wants you to live it big this week. Go in peace and expect the Lord to bring those people across your path and expect you to be a messenger of his love and of his power. Blessings in Jesus' name. Amen.